morning shall we turn to the gospel according to mark chapter 11 verses 12 through 14 and also 20 through 26 if you are in this sanctuary please take your bible and if you are listening to me from homes or where you are wherever you are please open your bible and read with me mark chapter 11 verses 12 onwards the next day as they were leaving bethany jesus was hungry seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf he went to find out if it had any fruit When he reached it he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs Then he said to the tree may no one ever eat fruit from you again And his disciples heard him say it verse 26 onwards 20 onwards In the morning as they went along They saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus said. I'll tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart but believes that he what he says will happen it will be done for him therefore i tell you whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours and when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive him for so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins hallelujah thank you choir for the beautiful time of worship god bless you please be seated father in heaven we thank you we praise you for this time you have granted us to come to your throne of grace we commit ourselves at your feet lord we are your people and you are our god Help us to listen to your voice. Help us not just to be listeners only, but be doers of your word, Lord. As we sit at your feet today, 
I pray that the spirit of the Lord will minister to our hearts and lives that we will be obedient to the voice that we hear Lord. We pray that this humble lips of mine will be anointed by your power Lord. And that the Lord alone will be taking glory. We pray that the cross of Christ will be lifted this afternoon. Thank you Father in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. A few weeks ago I had the privilege of speaking from this very same portion but at that time our focus was on Jesus cleansing the temple and his declaration that his temple would be a house of prayer for all nations after that towards the end of the year we had our fasting and prayer meeting for a week and we had an a series of anointed messages and teaching sessions on being fruitful in our christian life this morning i want to talk to you about the leafy fig tree a unique incident happened in the life of jesus on his way to temple that morning the day he cleansed the temple and the next morning also something connected to that happened as a consequence as a follow up to that and that is what we read this morning on his way to the temple that morning jesus was hungry and this happened right before he rode on the colt and went to the temple he saw a fig tree full of leaves and went to it hoping that he will find fruit and he found nothing and he cursed that tree in the account given in Matthew 21 which we did not read there it is written that the tree withered immediately and in the description that we read in mark we see that the next morning by the next morning not only was it withered by the next morning it was completely dried up even from the roots some have attempted in vain to portray jesus as a person of very mean character and a man of anger to curse a simple tree like that and then from there to go to the temple and show his tantrum again by cleansing the temple and throwing out stuff around if you interpret incidences like that only you have lost the whole entire meaning what is happening there is extremely significant and jesus was using a highly symbolic situation there to teach his disciples some very important lessons bible scholars identify some of the things that jesus did as acted parables this is in contrast to spoken parables so what is an acted parable contra in contrary to the spoken parable you know the lord spoke many parables the parable of 
of the sower the parable of the shepherd and the sheep the parable of the lost coin the lost son the parable of the talents the parable of the good neighbor which we call the story of the good samaritan and many 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 more like that they are all spoken parables but then there are the acted parables here jesus would do something to teach a lesson he opened the eyes of the blind and enables them to see physically but at the same time those miracles he used to teach a lesson that as messiah he came to open the eyes of the spiritually blind jesus walked on the waters and he commanded the wind and the sea and they obeyed that was a physical event but he did that not to show off anything on the contrary he used those instances as god to demonstrate that he had power over his creation as he came to the fig tree in today's uh, passage he is acting a parable a perfectly acted parable first of all i want to give you some background the fig tree is generally a symbol of the nation of israel and particularly their spiritual health jesus is looking for fruit all he sees is leaves in fact it says that it was not even the season for fruit it seems very unfair that jesus turned around and cursed the table uh, the tree but as people of god we are expected to be fruitful in all seasons there is no time in us where we have an excuse not to bear fruit the thing about fig tree is that when the tree is full of leaves and that too especially in the early spring it is to be full of fruit so a tree you see full of leaf should represent a tree full of fruit the lush broad green leaves announce the presence of fruit in that tree the tree that is full of leaves but with no fruit is a tree of deception which is just wasting the land it gets the same nutrition like every other plant it gets the same care like every other tree it grows in stature and appearance like every other tree but it bears no fruit something is radically wrong about this tree it looks fruitful but it is totally barren by cursing the fig tree jesus was telling his disciples that the people of israel have failed to bear fruit and they have failed their master their god the one that called them and chose them as his own our god is looking for fruit in our lives he has invested his love in us through his son jesus christ and this is done with the purpose of our fruit bearing 
He's looking in us for a life that is transformed on a regular basis to the likeness of his son. Do you know where this fig tree made its very first debut appearance in the history of the scriptures? Let's rewind in time and go back to Genesis to see that. In the book of Genesis, we see the garden of made a garden of Eden made by God for Adam and Eve. Filled with the most beautiful trees and plants and flowers and fruits and vegetables, the best garden ever. In Genesis 2:16 God tells Adam some very general principles followed by a very specific command. I want you to listen to me here. A lot of times we have it got it wrong. God tells Adam 2:16 Genesis. If you have your Bible, I want you to go there with me. Genesis 2:16 It goes like this. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Listen to that carefully. That is a statement. That is a general statement. That is a general permission. You are free eat from any tree in the garden he did not say you can eat everything except this one in the center he did not say that just not a single sentence he said that you can eat everything in the garden then there is a very specific command that follows yes you are allowed to see and eat everything there but the second part of that verse is a specific command that says you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil a general permission followed by a specific command you are free to eat all of them adam Here the emphasis is on man's freedom. God did not say you can eat the fruits of the garden except the one in the middle. What God did was tell Adam, Adam, I have created you with the freedom to eat from any and all fruit from the table or from the garden. But as my creation you have to obey my command the freedom to eat is one thing but to obey my command is a totally different thing there was a thought there was a definite affirmation about the freedom of choice in god's statement to adam in genesis 2:16 but immediately following that it followed it was followed by a command which says but you must not eat from the tree of the good and the evil for when you eat it you will die you are free to eat them all 
you are created with free will and freedom of choice god was telling adam adam that is the nature whereby i created you but you have to follow my command you are created to obey my command and my command is that you should not eat the one tree from the one tree in the center of the garden it is a moral command it is a moral command that governs the general principle that was given before that man is created a moral being god has instilled in him a spiritual component that connects him to god while there is the availability and the freedom of accessing that provision on a general basis there is a moral restraint god has placed on man because he is a moral creation what the enemy wants is for us to just be living by that general principle to f- just reiterate only the first part of that statement to downgrade us to the level of every other animal remove god's moral restraint from us remove god's moral principle from us and you become just like any other animal so the enemy whispers in your ears did god really forbid it didn't he say you can eat it all see how he twists things he is the deceiver the father of all deception adam violated the clear command that was given to him that day and he became a sinner in 1 corinthians chapter 10 verse 23 apostle paul says like this i have the right to do everything but not everything is beneficial to me i have the right to do anything but not everything is constructive adam and eve disobeyed and they sinned they became sinners instantaneously they felt that they have been stripped of their robe of divine nature divine righteousness and they felt naked they were ashamed listen to this now immediately there pops up a third named tree in the garden of eden and that tree says it is okay adam don't worry it is natural for you to feel this way just pull some leaves off me and make garments and put on the put on yourself i'll help you to cover your nakedness soon we see adam and eve being clothed in fig leaf suits and hiding am the leaves of the garden and in my imagination i believe that they were hiding behind the bushes behind the leafy lush vegetation of this victory this victory became 
a makeshift covering for their nakedness and a makeshift cover up for their sinfulness genesis verse 3a uh, 3 verse 8 in the sunday school classes if you asked how many named trees are in the garden of eden you would definitely say two trees i'm sure because i did ask a few people not necessarily from my sunday school they all said two because this tree you don't even thing was named there there is this third tree that would like to stay unknown and unseen until the right opportunity strikes it makes its appearance to adam who has been deprived of the right standing with god offering him a substitute and a cheap replacement for god's glory and righteousness that was enveloping him to that point what does this victory full of leaves stand for it stands for all human attempts to cover up his sinfulness nakedness from the searching eyes of god it is any and all attempts on our part to cover up our violation of god's clear commands it is our attempts at self righteousness after we blatantly violate god's moral commands it stands for all the deceitful avenues humans pursue in an attempt to justify his sin and transgressions and this is the tree that makes a hide out for you from the presence of god ever since that day in the garden of eden this tree is following humanity looking for the right time to strike us in luke 19 jesus was passing through jericho and an honest seeker was running after him He wanted to get close to Jesus to see what Jesus is all like but there appears all of a sudden a sycamore fig tree full of leaves some translations translate it as a fig tree and some as a wild fig tree the tree beckons him and it is full of leaves and he climbs up and hides behind its lush leaves his name is sakius we know him the tree provides him a hideout where he could see jesus but not be seen by jesus he could see what jesus was doing but not be part of it he could hear what he was saying but not get too close to him to commit to the voice of god and jesus was determined not to leave him on that tree and he goes to the foot of the tree and asks him zacchaeus come down now i have business with you the fig tree with the lush leaves represent our acts of good deeds in an attempt to please god a work our work without true repentance and 
acceptance of God's way of redemption. This tree is the tree of self-righteousness. The fig tree full of leaves. This tree keeps people away from God and his kingdom. The enemy wants to keep you among those leaves of that tree. He would not want you to come out of that tree and be in terms with God. He would not want you to come out and to accept God's way of redemption. The enemy wants you to ignore God's provisions of redemption. The ultimate sacrifice he performed on the cross of Calvary by sacrificing his one and only son, the Lamb of God for the forgiveness of our sins, John 3.16. The enemy, the enemy would not want us to allow the love of God to transform us. He would want us to live in a state of self-righteousness and deception. A state of cover-up so we will never even taste divine forgiveness. Let us ask David, how did this tree play in his life? And David answers in Psalm 32 verse 3, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groanings all day long. In Revelations 3, we see a church completely engulfed among this tree filled, of, filled with leaves. In that church, Jesus is standing outside and he is kept outside and the door is locked from inside. There is all kinds of activities going on in that church but Jesus is not part of it. They are the strangest bunch of people if you look closely at them. If you look carefully, they are poor, but they claim they are very rich. They are naked, yeah, and they claim they are fully clothed. They are completely blind, but they claim they see everything. They are wretched and pitiful and lukewarm, and they say they have everything. Jesus is patiently waiting outside the church with gold for their poverty, healing balm for their blindness, and white robes for their nakedness, hoping that someone would open the door so he could enter in. The Lord's words of indictment against that church is so seething. I will spit you out of my mouth. Dear brothers and sisters, let us come off this fig tree. Pause for a moment and identify the fig leaves that cover us. That prevents us from surrendering our lives to God completely. Let us take off our garments of fig leaves, of self-righteousness. Let us pray that the Lord will clothe us with white garments of his righteousness. Let us admit that our acts of righteousness are just as useless as filthy rags before our holy God. The fig tree is meant to bear fruits.
Instead, it is full of leaves. Hallelujah. It was no small accident that, that this tree of deceptions came to confront Jesus Christ. Jesus was completing his earthly ministry just a few more days left. Just under a week. And this tree knows that the first Adam had failed by its deception. And it made its appearance before the second Adam, our Lord. Hey, Jesus, you don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to suffer. You don't have, you know, you know all these things that were happening in the shape of this victory. Instead of falling to the trap, Jesus was filled with holy anger and cursed that tree and it withered from its root up. It was no vengeful, vengeful act that Jesus did that day. The tree represented a parallel religion that kept people from getting to God, getting to know the truth. A religion of deception, a religion of self-righteousness, and a religion of moral depravity. In John 15, Jesus taught his disciples, if you abide in me and in my words, and my Holy Spirit abides in you, you will bear much fruit. You will become more and more like me. Fruit bearing means becoming more and more like our Lord. Jesus is the true wine. John 15, 4. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the wine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. How do we bear fruit? By steadily bearing the character of God. We get the mind of Christ. We receive the loving kindness from God. We become loving like Jesus. We become compassionate like Jesus. We become prayerful like Jesus. Sometimes in our lives we become, our life becomes so cluttered and crowded that there is no, no room for us to show our fruits. So what does God do? We are so jam-packed with everything else in our life. So God comes in his love with his pruning knife and start cutting branches from us. So we'll bear fruits. Allow God to show through our lives. Fruit bearing is showing Jesus through our lives. The person of Christ shining through our lives. Maybe you were not able to do it last year or ever before. But the Lord has given us a new year. Let us make a commitment to be fruitful this year. Make room for God in our life this year. Let us allow the fruit of the character of Jesus be revealed through us this year. 
in addition to teaching his disciples about bearing fruit in addition to relieve, revealing god's character in our, our lives and exposing the fraudulent religion of fruitless self righteousness jesus used this occasion to teach his disciples about prayer again and that's what we read from verse 20 20 onwards he says goes like this truly if anyone says to this mountain go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart but believes that this what they say will happen it will be done for them therefore i tell you whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours and when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins in response to peter's remarks about the withered tree jesus addresses nothing about the tree he immediately talks about prayer he teaches them that fruitlessness is a consequence of prayerlessness you need to be prayerful in order to bear fruit he then discusses two basic requirements for prayer number 1 faith and number 2 forgiveness prayer requires faith we must pray believing by faith we can move the mountains it is not that prayer is some kind of magic not at all but when we are in close proximity to god and when we are abiding in him and when we are fruitful and when we have the faith in god that we know so intimately the prayer that we pray will be absolute will of god our foundational principle for prayer is thy kingdom come thy will be done it is said by theologians that jesus was actually looking at the mount of olives when you said about moving the mountain when he made these statements jesus was actually referring to zechariah chapter 14 verse 4 it goes like this on that day his feet will stand on mount olives east of jerusalem and the mount of olives will be split into two from east to west forming a great valley with half the mountain moving north and half moving south this is in fact a reference to the coming of our lord a reference to his return as the king of kings and our lord of lords on that day the mount of olives will be split into two and cast apart that is our blessed hope the coming of our lord jesus i hope it happened this year don't we all wish it happened our glorious hope jesus says here and in elsewhere that we can pray our desires in the confidence that god will give us our the desires of our heart what the lord is presuming though is that we are already living a life of abiding uh, increasingly our desires are filled with god himself that we yearn more of his kingdom and his righteousness and that is what is meant by praying in faith let me conclude my message by saying what is the second requirement of prayer 
And that is prayer requires forgiveness. Verse 25. Jesus was not showing his anger or vengeance against the fig tree. He was teaching them that prayer is the secret weapon to get. It was, he, was not so, he was not teaching them that prayer is the secret weapon to get whatever you want either. He brought to them a, a lesson that gave them an opportunity to forgive those who have offended them in your prayer. When you pray, if you are reminded that you are holding something against somebody, forgive. Maybe that person has offended you. Maybe you were hoping that he will come and ask forgiveness. In your prayer, if you are expecting God to be pleased, forgive him that it is not about leaving your sacrifice and going and reconciling. That's a totally different thing. That is because you have offended somebody. Here you have been offended. You are hurt by somebody. It hurts you to think of that. And that person is walking around as if nothing has happened. He forgive. He forgive. Because you have matters with God. Forgiving is a character of God. You forgive because you have been forgiven. So forgive freely. In prayer, you see God's face. So freely forgive. Let me conclude. Allow 2021 to be a year of fruitfulness in our lives. Let it be a year of prayerfulness in our life. Let it be a year of faith in our life. Let it be a year where we forgive because we have been forgiven. And let it truly be a year of blessing. Hallelujah. 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 Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We commit ourselves at your feet, Lord. Hallelujah. Take away the deceptions of our lives. Help us to come out of our hideouts behind the leafy fig trees. Come out of our self-righteousness and judgmentalism about other people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We pray that you will make this year a true year of blessing for us, all of us. Because we have been loved by you, Lord. We love you, Father. We want you to answer our prayers. Because we don't know when our master is returning. If it is today, we want to be ready for you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Help us to be found fruitful. Help us to be found prayerful. Help us to be found faithful. Help us to be found forgiving, Lord. We bless your people in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.